Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, the results of the CM Punk Colt Cabana trial. Uh, we're going to be talking about the B team being the new number one contenders for Raw Tag Team Championships and the general state of tag team wrestling in WWE. Uh, the New Japan Super Juniors finished up in glorious fashion, and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Take two. That wasn't my fault, though, right? This is at 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Bamford Ringside Podcast. As always, or as usual, I am your host, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. Smart Harmon. <laughs> I got a bigger laugh the first time around, I promise, Vice. Uh, and to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowman, what's going on, two beer? Not a lot, man. Uh, you know, just chilling. Uh, good to have you back. Thanks. It's good to be back. I wasn't sure if I'd be invited back after the uh, stellar episode last week, but I'm so glad that you guys, uh, you know, I wouldn't know I didn't listen. Invited me back into the fold. Uh, to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Boo the Heels. It's good to be back in the co-pilot seat. <laughs> Welcome back, Bill Veggie. No, it was uh, it was fun to drive for a little bit, but I totally recognize that you have a much harder job than I do. I welcome you back. Dust your driver's seat off. It is all yours, my thank friend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, you guys did a great job without me last week. I loved it. Uh, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I was uh, out of town. Uh, as uh, many of you know, I was in California. I had a wonderful little vacation. It was three different vacations up in wine country uh, and then uh, down to Los Angeles. Saw Leonardo DiCaprio yesterday. It was about That's 10 feet away from him. That's uh, kind of cool. I yeah. said to my friends earlier, I said, if I don't see Jim Carrey or the equivalent of Jim Carrey or bigger before I leave Los Angeles, I'm going to consider it a bust. And not an hour later, there's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio just looking right at me, asking me, you know, all sorts of questions about the wrestling podcast. So, yeah, we had a pretty good convo, nice. me and now Leo. That, now that you're back, uh, you should ask me to set you up in wine country. Uh, what? You got, pe- you know, people out there? Lots of people. Oh, my God. That would have been nice to know. Uh, hello, AC Two Beer. Zach Pullman? Does yeah, but I was out in Paso Robles, though. I mean, that's a really far away away. You know people out in Paso Robles? Oh, yeah. Holy not, shit. Not always personally, but I got connections. Oh, Come on, shit. man. We'll we'll talk a little bit after this. Uh, we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios uh, in beautiful, hot, muggy St. Louis, Missouri. We got Sam the, Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knob. Sam had a pretty big day today. The Mr. Wizard. Perfect. Yeah, right? Uh, number one, Ozzy Smith Mr. is Ozzie in here. Smith. So that was, I'm sure that felt like a, a warm-up to having the band from Ringside guys come in afterwards. I mean, now the main event's here. I was going to say, it's all so downhill speak. from here. Ozzy uh, Smith, the ricochet of the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> I, think it's pretty, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, right? Uh, before we get too far into it, guys, we're talking about Soul Taco. Back from that day one-ish, they've been here. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. If you like your Korean and your Mexican fused together and get some of that Korean spicy pork or that beef or chicken, go to Soul Taco. Tacos, burritos, mm-hmm. quesadillas. Thank you, Daddy. All sorts of stuff. Uh, they got really hip spots around the St. Louis area, one in the U-City Loop uh, in Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Chesterfield, Missouri. A lot of places that start with C-H, Chesterfield, Chicago, Champaign. Right. It's the business model. 
pretty smart. <laughs> Charlotte's uh, next. And they got a couple of other uh, food trucks driving down the St. Louis area. So, guys, we're not lying when you tell when we tell you to get to Soul Taco. We are not just saying it because they're a sponsor of the show. They are legit. They're the best. It saved my life a couple of times on a Saturday afternoon hungover. So go get yourself some. Uh, tell them the band from Ringside sent you. So without further ado, we're going to get to our three counts. JCB, what you got? We're going to start a little non-wrestling related on the one count. We're going to talk about the CM Punk verdict on his lawsuit. I did not realize that he was the defendant in this lawsuit against the WWE doctor that basically is trying to sue them for deflammatory comments made by CM Punk and Coca Cabana on his podcast. I guess this was... 2013? 14. 14, okay. I remember listening to it when it came out, and it did not seem defamatory to me because I I think they only mentioned the doctor's name once. It's Dr. Amon, A-M-A-N-N. Yeah, I was going to say, I I remember listening to it, but I only listened to it once, and it was obviously years ago. Um, Basically, this lawsuit is boiled around the Royal Rumble of that same year, which I should have watched Leading up to this, I didn't know this. we were going to talk about this first, but it doesn't matter ultimately. Um, apparently, at some point, CM Punk in this Royal Rumble got hurt and got concussed. Uh, like immediately, like as soon as he got in. He was seeing stars or whatever. I guess one of the outside referees was basically like, you know, you need to come out. CM Punk apparently said he was going to continue to wrestle, wrestled for another maybe 15, 20 more minutes until Kane came from the outside after he was eliminated, pulling CM Punk out of the ring, thus eliminating CM Punk, and then choke slamming him on the table afterwards, leaving him in a wreck, which makes creative sense. But if, if you got a concussed guy, it's probably not the thing to do. Anyway, obviously, Punk leaves WWE, goes on the Coca Bandit podcast, and tells from, his tale. From Punk's perspective, though, like when he left the next night, it was just supposed to be temporary. And WWE took it as him washing his hands of them and saying, you know what, I'm done. And I Breach think of that, contract. Yeah, and- something like that. And Punk was signing three-year deals at the time, and it was close to the end of his deal anyway. So. Okay, so yeah, news to me. I didn't know that. Um, so, obviously, Punk leaves. He goes to the Coca Cabana podcast. And they're best friends in real life. Yeah, they're best sorry, friends in real sorry life. Sorry to keep no, cutting no, in. But, no. yeah, they're best friends in real life. They came up together in Chicago in a, a very, Probably. very small promotion is yeah, when sure they, they where did, they got trained. I'm sure they did uh, a tour in Ring of Honor as well because it's, you know, that's not Chicago-based, but Chicago has a lot of Ring of Honor shows. Anyway, uh, obviously, he goes on the podcast, tells his tale. Then this doctor or whoever, Dr. Amon, whatever, catches wind of this. He has a totally different story. And now you have a lawsuit on your hands where the doctor is suing Cabana and CM Punk for, I think it was like one penny for every download, which came up to be $3.9 million. It was $1 for every independent download that they had times two. So it was almost $8 million is what he was going for. Jesus Christ. Good thing CM Punk wasn't on ours, otherwise it would have been way higher. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, that's a joke, but we really only get like two-thirds of that per week. Yeah, say, don't, don't give away the numbers, please. That's gonna say, that, that, that makes me feel uncomfortable. So, obviously, they go to court and over six Six days they dragged. I shouldn't even say they dragged this out, but over six days this lawsuit happens. Um, apparently, at some point, CM Punk breaks down on the stand, which I'd have paid money to see that because 
the CM Punk that I remember and seeing who I would think was the real life CM Punk would have been interesting to see. Long story short, Doctor loses this lawsuit, so nobody pays anything. Cole Cabana and CM Punk get to go their way. The doctor's pretty much fucked at this point, I would think, because apparently he gave away uh, confidential medical records for the public to see, and that's usually a big-ass no-no in situations like this. So he's probably on the way out. Ultimately, just to bring it all full circle and talk about why we're here wrestling itself, what does this mean for CM Punk? Obviously, he is going to be in the Octagon this weekend on UFC 225. But obviously, from that point, what does he do? Obviously, I think the wrestling world would embrace him back. He's probably not coming to WWE not anymore. anytime soon. So does he, is he going to ROH? Is he going to New Japan? What is CM Punk's future? Thoughts on this, Two Beer? I mean, he said uh, on Twitter today, just to clarify some previous statements that he had made, uh, that he is done, done, done with professional wrestling yeah so i mean done 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 is a three count though so i don't know maybe yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) like when a wrestler says they're done 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 i think that narrows down the percentage from an 80 percent chance of returning to only like a 40 percent chance of returning yeah i mean like you said i don't see him back anytime soon uh he's took a big hit financially with this. Cole Cabana's taken a big hit financially. I mean, you're up against WWE's lawyers. This is like, this was like Vince's last vendetta. It was the last way that he could get at Punk personally. You know, I don't expect him in the Hall of Fame anytime soon. You know, everything is on the table. But at the same time, uh, you know, he's taking a hit. And it, also, I mean, he's supposed to be in the octagon, like you said. I mean, this in week. the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. He needs to be in the gym every day. Yeah, so he can get his ass kicked in 40 seconds instead of 25 seconds this Stop. time. That's, that, that's brutal, but Stop. we'll see. You know, he's, he's up against a guy that's also 0-1. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. A former MMA writer, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, his name's that Mike, who, his name's Mike Jackson. Yeah. Are you serious right now? Yep, that's oh, who he's fighting. Christ. He better whoop this dude's ass. <laughs> Mike, not Michael. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this was a, it was a weird case because of the whole, like, big cis thing and there was this uh, guy named Patrick Duffy, um, who is not the dad on Step by Step, but who is also not a doctor, <laughs> who was uh, working on him, and he's actually the guy that like you know lanced this sister. Yeah, they said he had a cyst that was right on his like, like where his trunks came up, and so the doctors, Doctor Aman's lawyers, like like had footage in the in the uh, courtroom of like slow like slow motion footage of like his rear end yeah. and being like, Hey, that's, I don't see a cyst there, but like his massage therapist and other people like, uh, testified, Lee, yeah, AJ, yeah, that they testified like, no, he actually had this thing. I think, uh, I, I actually listened to the, to the podcast when it came out and I remember yeah. it was just, it, it was a lot of punk saying that he would say to the doctor, you know, this is more serious than you think it is. And that the doctor never took it seriously along with the concussions and that the doctor, um, over prescribed what's called a Z pack. Yeah. And I, I'm not a doctor, but that's definitely antibiotics. Yeah. I was going to say it, he ended up like vomiting or it was, he got a yeah. bad rea- negative reaction to it. His body right. just didn't accept well, it. also it. shows how loose WWE is with their, I mean, HIPAA laws and <laughs> I would say was, I'm sure, know, I'm sure they've is, learned this some... was 2014. That's not that long ago. Yeah, I was getting ready Especially, to say, you're talking concussions. Like, they knew about, like, the NFL was dealing with this. They knew he was concussed, and they still had Kane go out there and choke slam him. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's that's where I'm, I have a huge problem with that. If you even think that this is 
Even if you think he's bullshitting, okay, let's just err to the side of precaution versus, okay, let's kick, stick to the script. How many times have we seen Vince deviate from what the script has been walking into a match? Well, let's not only let's not only uh, bury Vince in this. Let's let, let's kind of widen it a little bit out to look at the wrestling industry as a whole. Like if WWE, which is a multi-billion-dollar publicly traded company, if this is how loose they are. What are the lower promotions doing? What's ROH? What was ROH doing in 2014? I mean, this is why wrestling ECW. Yeah, this is why wrestling is such a unique um, entertainment entity in the world. Just period is because you also have these guys that it being tough is valued moreover than taking care of yourself. Yeah, it's like football in that sense, and I I don't have a problem with that. But I mean. I guess I guess where ultimately I'm trying to go with this is at some point you got to take care of the talent. I mean, without the talent, you're not making all these billions of dollars. Fox is not coughing up a billion dollars for SmackDown if you didn't have, you know, Roman Reigns and, you know, Cena, AJ Styles, you know, the usual suspects. Yes, and the and the uh, symptoms that would show from somebody having a concussion. I mean, when you're in the middle of a live event with 20,000 people in-house watching it and a million people watching it at home on pay-per-view, you're probably going to err on the side of, we need to make this right, as opposed to, I need to worry about CM Punk pulling the junior say out 10 years down the road or 15 years down the road or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a hard situation and it's complicated and it's, Definitely not. It's definitely one that I think WWE is making strides towards doing the right thing. They Just are to save their own ass, not yeah, necessarily. Yeah, I was going to say not necessarily. Well, it's always been to, about the bottom line. To okay. It always will be. No, yeah. it's not about okay, protecting talent. Say. Let's let's keep it real. This, you, we all know Vince is about his money, but go ahead. Yeah, they're not going to be out there protecting Kurt Hawkins because they care about where Kurt Hawkins is going to be no. in twenty years. They no. ca- they care about their bottom line. They care about getting sued by somebody like Kurt Hawkins. 10 years down the the road when oh, shit. something very unfortunate happens to his brain health. Well, uh, and um, we see this in New Japan. I mean, these guys are wrestling taped up every night. Yeah. But then in but New Japan, you know, they give them, you know, 3 4 weeks off at a time. You know, yeah, that, they absolutely. won't have another real big pay-per-view for Man, some of these at fuckers, least a couple of months. Some yeah. of these WWE guys like you can take a guy that's Barely on TV, like Sin Cara still probably wrestles two hundred nights a week for W or two hundred nights a year for WWE. Yeah, you just don't see him on TV. Yeah, you just don't see him on TV. But he's probably on all sorts of house shows, you know. And that's a lot. (laughs) That's so much, man. Uh, I don't think that we should gloss over the best part of the trial, though. And we've been a little down here, but my favorite part of the trial was when Doctor Aman's. lawyers were trying to prove that his reputation had been hurt they were reading mean tweets <laughs> that were sent to him what true that's story a, that's a real thing true story and they read a mean tweet by a guy whose name on twitter was mike latoris <laughs> <laughs> in the courtroom followed up by reading, glenn salsa they were reading tweets <laughs> yeah, at glenn salsa guys oh, uh, they were shit. reading tweets and <laughs> During her closing statements, Punk and Cabana's lawyer said, "I mean, if you rip, if you, how can your repu? How much, I forget how she worded it. Um, 
is your reputation so fragile that the Mike Clitoris's of the world can <laughs> can damage it? Oh, she said that in her closing statements, oh, <laughs> which is savage. So, that's on, that's on saw, record. I saw that Cole Cabana uh, gave Mike Clitoris a shout out on Twitter too after, <laughs> after the trial. Oh, that's good. Probably saw in the wound, which is pretty good, man. No, that's great, man. I was about to say, if you could do that with a straight face, God bless you. Because I know last week I was trying to go down to Women's Money in the Bank. It took me like three or four minutes because I was just, I was. Like, he was smiles, I was like, oh, God damn. I cannot believe. I have to think that the lawyers would not have brought up would not have brought up Mike Latoris unless they didn't get the joke. Oh yeah, otherwise they would have it would have been off the table. It would have been off the table. Yeah, for sure. But, they knew what the fuck they were doing. It's, and it was it was some guy that said, "Hey, you know, nice job, asshole. You almost ruined CM Punk's career at Mike Latoris." <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kid, man. I don't know why that shit's funny. Nah, it's funny because it's funny, though. That's funny, man. That's on the record. That shit, That's there, there was a sen- stenographer. A yeah, I was there was say, a stenographer I- that had to decide how to spell it. That <laughs> <Bad> shit. <laughs> All those years for your English major, do that one. Uh, that's enough of that. That'll bring us to our two counts. Two beer. Do you remember? Yeah, um, I don't care about it much, but I remember. Uh, the just B-team winning <laughs> the Battle Royal, I'm fine with it. Uh, I don't necessarily mind that. I feel like they're kind of organically getting over a little bit, and you know they deserve a little bit of, of a push after being in Miz's spotlight you know, in the shadows. and uh, They're both good wrestlers, but this does just go to show we've got upcoming at Money in the Bank now the B team of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel versus Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And I don't know that I would have predicted this two months ago uh, for the Money in the Bank tag team of the A show. Right. And I, I it, it the reason we bring it up is because it is indicative of the state of WWE's tag team division. There are definitely diamonds in the rough and they're only in the rough because they're not necessarily picking the right people to be in the spotlight. They've got the talent. They have the deepest roster they've ever had. There are plenty of talented dudes that are either already in teams or could be put into teams that would be fantastic and would, and would make these evenings more must see TV than they are because there is no real reason to watch raw. You watched raw last week and, there was no reason to. I mean, I just discovered the Hulu. Um, they replay Raw, but they they cut Leave it down to a, they cut it down to an hour and a half. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. I actually just watched the highlights on, which are a little jarring on YouTube. Which is, you know, it's it's not cool, kosher, copyright or whatever. But I doubt that they're hurting WWE's. Come and get them, finances. feds. Yeah, <laughs> I don't host it. I just watch it. Right. But you know, they cut everything out and they chop it up. And my wife's like, "How do you watch this?" I'm like, "How do you watch the three hour program?" I know. So it, it cuts it grind, down into baby. a half an hour. It's so that's that's what I've been watching for about the last month. Half an hour is pretty short. Half an hour, it's about 10 minutes. The SmackDown ones are about 20 minutes. So they cut everything down uh, to about 10 minutes per hour. And I feel like that's enough for me at the moment. They start showing, you know, some better creative. I will go back to watching live and tweeting live because I really enjoy that. I was watching JCB, you know, live tweet it. And I was like, man, I really do miss that. But at the same time, 
not enough to spend the time. Not enough time. I mean, how much time can you devote towards wrestling? I mean, we already do this thing. It takes, you know, if you include all the drinks that we have before and after, I mean, <laughs> five or six hours. Uh, JCB, what do you think about that? Um, I didn't like it at first because the B team went over to Revival, and I said that when they first initially got them together, and I'm just a Revival mark, so, you know, that's just my own personal feelings being uh bruised or whatever the case may be but ultimately i just i don't like there there's no creative plan there's no aop why call them up if you're not going to have a plan in place this is why i don't understand about wwe you're making billions of dollars you know on wall street or whatever but the product is is so lackadaisical how much could you be making yeah if you really put like effort into it and make this, you know, the best product it could be versus just being lazy and be like, okay, well, let's call up AOP and bring them up and start the storyline with Paul Erling and then nothing. Nothing. There's no. Literally nothing. They've right? been on main event a handful of times or whatever, oh, but. I mean, look, as might much as well not, not be up yeah. on the main roster at all. I'd rather them just stay in NXT and dominate the NXT, you know, tag team division or start putting other other guys over to have them wrestle uh, Undisputed Era. I don't care. I hate the fact that there was no plan in place, which as much as I slam WWE, I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't a plan in place. You didn't have, you knew this was coming. You knew this was coming and you don't have, okay, let's have them go against the bar or New Day, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Whichever brand you wanted to put them on, you should have had a plan in place. I, th- I think it's a lot of it is Vince changing his mind what the- from week to week. Okay, well then, if, you, if you're going to be like this and you want to downgrade the tag team division, have one set of belts, have one one show Either SmackDown or Raw, pick one. I don't give a fuck. Have them do all of the tag teams since it's going to be one tag team champion for two shows. Do it where you know you have a tournament or whatever, which they would never do. But have undisputed tag team champions. Have one set of champions for two sets of shows. That way you don't have to fuck around and give us a bullshit uh, battle royal when I looked at it. And the sad part about it is they showed a a picture of the tag teams in the ring, I was like, none of these jokers are going to win. I can tell you that right now. And the yeah. fact that I can say that really says a lot. All you need to know. And I don't like to slam pro- WWE, but I mean, in this case, you got to slam them. You don't like to slam WWE? I really don't. No, I really don't. <laughs> um, I, I was expecting Ziggler and McIntyre to win. That's an um, example of a team. That's who It was either that but, or the B team. But And you and it shouldn't be that way. Go ahead. I'm sure the Hardy, uh, uh, or not the Hardys, but that Matt and uh, Bray are going to win at Money in the Bank. So would you rather them put the Revival up and have the Revival lose to them? Or would you rather have the Revival lose this week in the bullshit Battle Royal that the B-team won on a fluke anyway? I think I'd like to see the Revival in a main event tag team championship match on a main pay-per-view. Like, not main event, but you know what I mean, as far as for the titles. I I, I think that's a There's, rub. There are plenty of jobber tag teams, and I shouldn't, poor choice of words, jobber enhancement talent tag teams. They're mostly jobbers. Okay, so at some point, you got to put one a team, and I don't care which team you want to do it. If you want to do McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, fine, I'm all for it. If you want to make them that premier tag team on Raw, great. If you want to have the Bludgeon Brothers take six weeks off, 
and then come back and start being that premier tag team, great. The club is going to be the next one to fall to the Bludgeon Brothers. That's what I'm talking about. There's no, it's not even drama. They're just putting teams, matches together for the sake of putting matches together. Just to have a match. Right. I don't want that. Right. Give, that, I, to, I, give that to somebody and else. I, I don't want the league. I don't want the, because I mean, we're definitely just killing time out the money in the bank. Like WWE yeah. doesn't know what to do with itself if it has more than four weeks of programming without a pay-per-view. Like they get, uh, they get really lost. But I would rather have the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, or sorry, I would rather have the club. If we know that the club is going to face the Bludgeon Brothers at the at the next pay per view or whatever, they're going to have the next shot. Then have the club go over a couple teams on their way to the Bludgeon Brothers instead of having a singles match in between uh, Anderson and Harper. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree. Like more. just give them some wins so that they look credible instead of giving him a. You know, a schoolboy roll-up win over Luke Harper in four minutes on the right. SmackDown. That just doesn't make any sense. But nobody gives a shit. It just doesn't make any sense. I will say, though, I do find the B team to be very entertaining. Yeah, that's why I don't really mind the rub. But I also don't feel like this is going to go anywhere for In a Fandango kind of way. Like, they're a comedy They're a comedy team made up of two guys that are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, neither one of them is as good as Fandango, though. I'm... You guys know me. I'm a Fandango. Oh, you mean uh, Mark? What Brizango as the team, or just Fandango as just Fandango as himself? I think I think Fandango is fucking money. I think Tyler Breeze can just drip candle wax on his nipples in the corner. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Where'd that come from? (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) I mean, sure, yeah, just in Bill's mind. Yeah, just in my mind. (laughs) Just in my mind. (laughs) Jesus Christ! I don't. I, I can't even come behind that. Um, <laughs> I do like the B team, though. I think. The, I think no, the they're B cool. Team is, no, the B team is entertaining. Don't get me wrong. And if that's if that's what you want to do with the division, then so be it. I think but bringing up I AOP mean, is a leaving waste. Authors of pain just completely out of it. Bringing up sanity is a waste. I mean, I can see the conspiracy theory guys out there being like, Vince just calls up all the Triple H's talent from NXT just to fucking bury him. Most oh, of then, them get buried. Yeah, and then. And then Triple H all of a sudden just uh, does a whole lot with what doesn't seem like very much. And just does it again. He's like, God damn it, he did it again. Just does it again. I mean, because having Undisputed at NXT TakeOver next week against Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, and Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan aren't much to look at on paper, but, I mean, when you watch them in matches, that's going to be good. It's going to be a barn burner, man. Those guys are stiff. Those guys fight stiff, and it's going to be a fun match, and I'm really looking forward to that. I've seen uh, Danny Burch's chest after Kurt Stallion got done with him. It's going to look a lot like Bill's chest whenever we get Kurt in here. <laughs> Kurt Stallion moved to Texas, though. Oh, no, no. no. You, ain't get, you ain't weasing your way out of this one. We're going to find somebody. Uh, who's going to chop me, then? Uh, we'll find somebody. Don't you worry about it. All right. Uh, that'll do it for our... our now, we'll go ahead to our three, three counts. Count. All right, so the three count is going to be uh, the week that was in New Japan. Uh, we had the Battle of the Super Juniors wrap up on Monday morning, I guess it was, with uh, Takahashi versus Ishimori uh, in what was, uh, if you believe Dave Meltzer's rankings, the sixth greatest match of all time. In terms of stars, they gave it five and a half stars. Uh, I watched it. It was a crazy match. It was dope. Easy to the highlight of the tournament. Oh, oh man! Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, la- sure. the last fifteen minutes of it were nonstop crazy shit. Uh, highlights for you, two beer for the Battle of Super Juniors tournament. Oh, by the way, uh, Takahashi won. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just in case. Didn't he's mention, face Will I didn't Ospreay. mention who won. Yeah, he's going to face Osprey. Yeah, so we got Takahashi Osprey at Dominion, which is uh, Saturday night. Not going to get a lot of sleep. No, so that's Saturday morning, man. That was my Saturday thing. morning. Yeah, I was yeah, going to so. say, you got, your ass got to be up at 2 Central Standard Time. Oh, I'm down. Okay. Down say, don't, don't worry about it. Day one ish. I'll be Day up there one. waiting for you. Cool. Other, we, high, we other highlights. Together. Sure. Uh, just running down the matches from the finals of the A and B block. We had ACH pin Tiger Mask. Kind of cool because this rendition of Tiger Mask is apparently ACH's like wrestling idol. So that was cool. He, gave him, he came out wearing a Tiger Mask. Uh, we had uh, Kanemaru pin Bushi. Uh, you know, it was fine. Uh, Taguchi and Saban had a really good match. I really like Taguchi. I love that he's comedy and also, you know, can get serious. Really fun wrestler. Uh, Desperado Dragon Lee, which was fantastic. I think it's lining up to have a mask versus match ma- mask versus mask match. We had Dragon Lee pull uh, Desperado's mask off. Desperado wrestled the last few minutes of the match with just his hair in front of his face, <laughs> which was awesome. And then at the end, pulled Dragon Lee's mask off. You know, we had Chris Owens on uh, commentary, which is like, why are all these young lions taking their shirts off? And they were just <laughs> doing it to cover up Dragon Lee's face. No, Chase Owens. Chase Owens. Chase Owens, not Chris Owens, sorry. Uh, then we had Will Ospreay versus Flip Gordon, which is not necessarily a ricochet Will Osprey match but about the next best thing if that's if that's your thing fucking awesome a uh, lot of gymnastics a lot of flipping landing on feet super cool uh, Will Osprey went over uh, then we had Ta- Taiji Ishimori if Ishimori beat Yo he was going to win uh, Osprey came out cheered on Yo because not only is he his uh, stable mate in chaos but if Yo were to beat Ishimori uh, he would have Osprey, Osprey would have advanced and yeah, won, won and the won block. the block. So the crazy part is, is on paper Ishimori beating Yo is obvious. It should they be. did not make it obvious. No, <laughs> that was a fucking but that's, awesome. Match. But that's why I like New Japan. Right there is when you think it's obvious, it's not obvious. Yeah, beautiful match. Yeah. Uh, and Osprey being out there just added to the drama. It was For super sure. cool. Showpin Marty Skrull in another awesome match. Uh, just all around. Just watch that match. I mean, it was very physical. Skrull's great ring psychology. Show has shown in this Super Junior tournament that he can be a great singles wrestler. They both have. And then we had Takahashi Kashida, which until Takahashi Ishimori, I think was one of my favorite matches. Uh, They didn't do a single thing besides a lockup for five and a half minutes, and then they went into a... Uh, off the apron sunset power bomb. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, just indescribable. Like what this tournament can do. Uh, real quick, you know, I was gushing about this tournament. I really didn't like this year compared to last year. At first, because of the fifty-fifty booking that they did, everybody was like three and two, two and three. No real clear-cut winners. Nobody was like really getting over. But they really came back with the finals of the A block and B block, and then that fantastic. Ishimori Takahashi match. You got to watch that. I mean, Meltzer is Meltzer, and you know whether or not you agree with his ratings. This was a fucking awesome match. Yeah, uh, don't, match. don't hold it against the match just because Meltzer gave it a great rating. Like, yeah, go exactly. ahead and, go go ahead watch, and watch the match. It's it's, no, it's the longest match in uh, best of Super Juniors history. Yeah, uh, how well, long was it? Like thirty seven minutes. It, it was it was at least thirty. I was going to say thirty two, thirty three minutes. Sounds right. I could be. I'm, I'm sure I am off. But go ahead, Tubi, finish up. Oh no, that mostly that's. That's it. Like Takahashi wrestles this crazy 
dangerous style, and it was completely on display with this match. So we're looking ahead to Dominion coming up this week, and uh, Saturday morning, baby. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run down the the top four matches for sure, and we'll just do some quick thoughts because we are quickly running out of time. Um, Evil and Sonata versus the Young Bucks for the tag team championship. Who you got? Uh, wow. I'm going to stick with the chance to retain. Um, I just I got the feeling that it's just a little too young, too young, too early for the Bucks to get the cha- titles. Evil and Sonata just got them at the top of the uh, the year. So we're, it's about six months in. It's, I expect it to be a good match. I just don't expect a title change. Two beer. I can I can see that. I think the main reason you might see a title change is if we're coming up on some U.S. shows. The Bucks have bigger. They're drawing. coming here in uh, San Francisco in July. Yep. So they have bigger drawing power. They're going to draw anyway, and they're going to sell a bunch of merch anyway. Uh, it's the same reason, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a second, where you might think that Omega actually goes over Okada uh, in this in this match because of that. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, we got Osprey versus Takahashi for the junior heavyweight championship. Uh, that match figures to be pretty wild. Dude, here's the fucking crazy part. Looking at the last three matches of this, we've got Takahashi Osprey, which they've wrestled before and it's always been great. They know they're on a big stage here. Right after that, we've got Naito versus Jericho in the middle of Okada and Omega. Yes. Like, so that we'll just go right ahead to that. Then we got Naito versus Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> I can't Jesus. see Jericho going over. Uh, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm really not. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's there to get guys over, though. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, Bill, but it, it would not surprise me if they put, put the title on him for a, a moment where you can prolong this feud don't get me wrong it's a huge night over mark it would sorely disappoint me at five in the morning if chris jericho won but i would not be surprised this is what i keep saying about new japan it's it keeps you on your toes just when you think you know all the answers they change all the it's questions. a good thing we don't do our predictions to new japan yeah because we, i would be seriously fucked yeah because i think i know wwe has a formula and once you figure out the formula that you could probably predict well. New Japan doesn't have that formula. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, and then we got uh, in a no time limit match Jesus. Okada versus Omega. So That's two, two out of three falls. Two out of three falls. <laughs> What's the over under? What do you What do you guys think? Uh, it's It's I, over seventy minutes. I was going to put the over under at seventy minutes. It's over seventy and minutes. I was going to say over. maybe seventy five is the upper limit it, i think that's a lot it that's, is a lot that's Ooh, gonna be that's a lot man it's a long time yeah i was gonna say three wrestle. 20 30 minute matches and 30 is pushing it that's an hour and a half 90 minutes that's the max i think you can go i just don't want them to do the stupid thing that wwe does where they have like a, a pen right away because that's just not realistic uh, between no. these two guys who have wrestled to a 60 minute draw no, before, no, 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 you know no, what I, mean? no, no. I don't i don't see that happening i i hope not at least no, who goes over <sighs> i'm sticking with okada yeah, I mean, Okada is in the echelon right now as uh, arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. Like, that's where he's at in his career. Like, you could argue it. Not saying that he is, but you could argue it. Longest reigning champion in IWGP history. Most, he's, only, he's only like 31, right? Yeah. Most title defenses. Um, was he 700 and something days now? Um, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's, it's over the top. I, 
I'll just say this, and if we need to move on, we can move on. This is probably going to be my match of the year when we do the Beefers the second time around. I, How do you know that? My you, can't expect, say that. Dude, you can't say that, man. The bar is set so high, and I think they're going to crush it. Yeah, because they really, they really have it. set the bar high. Even when they had that 30-minute time limit in the G1. One. That was a great it G1 was match. fucking awesome. Right. I, I, I just I don't see this being... Even I don't see this being anything less than amazing. Yeah. All right. So go out of your way to watch uh, New Japan's Dominion. That's going to do it for our three count. Guys, JJ Twigs on Southampton and South St. Louis is the spot to go if you're uh, if you're looking to chill out and watch a ball game. If you're looking to just have a lazy Saturday or Sunday afternoon, because that's the way I treat it. They got a full menu, but their pizzas are really the star. Uh, their featured pizza of the week this week is the Opa, which is olive oil and garlic, <laughs> chicken, red onion, tomato, pepperoncinis, and crumbled feta cheese. And I can attest that it is badass. It um, is badass. But uh, there's other ones. Like if you have, if you want vegetarian options, there are vegetarian options, guys. If you like meat. There are also meat <laughs> options. Uh, the uh, the Joya has the sandwich sauce from Joya's uh, Deli on the Hill with hot salami, uh, onions, and pepperoncinis. It's also oh. great. Um, Nickel City's got the buffalo sauce and ranch dressing with chicken and crumbled blue cheese. I've become a blue cheese fan over the last couple of years. I never used to do that, but Not now blue like cheese guy. Man, I'll, I'll get it. like blue cheese burgers now. Fuck like, that, too pungent. Oh no, it's just the right pungent. Mm. Uh, that's how people describe me. Also, <laughs> <laughs> gluten free uh, options, by the way, for those who are oh, gluten free. Yeah, yeah. gluten free options. And if you don't want gluten free options, if you want two crusts, they'll make you a double decker. So go get yourself some JJ Twigs on Southampton. They are a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show, and. Guys, get a hold of me. I have. They give me cards to give out. Just uh, hit, hit me up on Friends of BFR on Facebook, Band from Ringside on Facebook, at BFR Bill, at BFR JCB, at BFR Zach with an H, at BFR Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. We are also at BFR. Hit us up. I will mail it to you personally. Hell, I might even drive it to your house. I ain't driving it to your house. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Depends on if you got any weed. (laughs) (laughs) This is banned from ringside. Okay, guys, we got about eight minutes left for some odds and ends. Uh, Let's do it. Are we looking forward to Elias versus Seth Rollins? Yes. Yep. I am too. Are we worried that uh, they're using Seth Rollins a little bit too much to try to get Roman Reigns some pop? Because they've done it two weeks in a row. This week, it was very effective. They've been doing it two years in a row. (laughs) Hey, Kayfabe style, what is the point on Raw to have gender attack Seth? To set up the tag team match that preceded K- afterwards. I said and then, Kayfabe style. I apologize. Uh, to uh, Do it. Come on. I want to hear. I, I want to hear what the Kayfabe reason is for it. There, there, there really isn't one. All right, good. Okay, that's what I want to hear. Uh, is Nia Jax a heel or a face? Heel. Yeah, she's turned recently. She, she was a She's face. that tweener that everybody likes to say that Roman Reigns is, so that way you can get away with, you know, the bullshit script and that. She was all smiles when she thought she hurt Natty right. this week. Yeah, she, she, was yeah. A, she was a heel, and then she became a face because she was being picked on, and now she's back to being a bully. Right. I, I know. It's so dumb. How are you going to have her being bullied, but then turn her into a bully? She wasn't a bully this week. This week, uh, Natty tweaked her knee, kayfabe style. 
Right. <laughs> and then uh, I was waiting for Nia to attack. She didn't. She didn't. And then she was so worried about her backstage. Oh, I thought I hurt you. I thought I hurt you. They would never do that with men's with men's no, they would never. They never would never that do that. It's so stupid. And you know what? It's condescending. Hashtag woke. Um, uh, Braun Strowman destroyed the ladder with uh, both fists today. Broke it right down the middle. I thought was- that was the best part of that match. I kind of liked how Bobby Roode used the ladder to hide from Braun Strowman, though. Bobby Roode's got to turn heel sooner or later, right? Better. Never. Not, ne- on, not on this roster. Bobby Roode is position where Vince wants Bobby Roode. Oh, I disagree. I think he turns heel sooner rather than later. I'd love to see it. I just don't see it. Uh, when he does, it'll be... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> You're right for once. <laughs> What'd you say? You're right for once. We're going to play the fill-in-the-blank question. Uh, what's going on with the Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn story? Oh, Jesus Christ. Now Terrible. They went from the sisters to now they're, Now Sami Zayn is accusing Bobby Lashley of a, uh, stealing valor. <laughs> Which is really fucking funny. When you bring Bobby Lashley over, you need to position him as a guy that can threaten for the universal title, not put him in a segment with grown-ass men with beards and dresses. It's just retarded. Well, the only um, the only time that I ever felt uh, any optimism towards this angle was at least when Sami Zayn accused Bobby Lashley of stealing Valor. At least Bobby Lashley looked pissed off. Right. <laughs> and looked like he was going to kill him. And Sami Zayn gave the look on his face like, uh, maybe I did Maybe I did kind of go too far in this one. Well, no, but th- but that's the way you need to have Bobby Lashley. It, it just it's it's disappointing how, like I said, just lazy creative is, and just let's slap these two guys together and not you know work off their strengths. Let's make them do something you're not they're not comfortable in doing. Yeah, they I, defended it at first because I I liked how Sammy was being, but it it doesn't hold my interest. Oh, Sammy Zayn is working his ass off to get it over though. Yeah, like, yeah he, he is. He, he's, he's trying. He's trying really hard. That's yeah. what I mean. But it, it just even it with him doing that, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. It really he, it really does show how great Sammy Zayn is though that he can almost get this awful no, angle. No, he there's no. This is dead weight on the Titanic, man. Just because you can put syrup on a pancake doesn't call it to make it a pancake. Okay? Sound like a member of the New Day. Dead weight on the Titanic. They hit an iceberg. Okay, so it's already going down. What's the last thing you need on the Titanic? Dead weight. <laughs> now, how can you argue with that? Okay, just because um, you can put that's the why syrup Leo, on it, that's why Leo pancake, couldn't fit baby. on that board. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, there was Rose plenty of room for Leo. That's what he and I talked about Stanky in L.A. this week. Um, yeah, Leo, never mind. We can talk about that later. Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor did a coup de gras off the top of the ladder. Uh, they shot it from an angle, so you couldn't see how terrible it looked because the coup de gras is a bad finisher. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. It's a good finisher. It's just a little dangerous. I, I think it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. It all really? No. You guys are cool with the coup de gras? Yeah, I'm okay with it. No, I think it's a I think it's a shitty finisher. It doesn't look very realistic. If you were actually doing it to somebody, you'd fucking kill them. It's like the same reason why Triple H uh, never hit anybody with a sledgehammer, swinging it like a baseball bat. He always put his hand in oh, front yeah, of. Oh yeah, for the, sure. But I mean, it's no different than the stomp. I mean, it's it's the same concept. If you want to say it's dangerous, the stomp is just as dangerous. No, 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 no. The coup de gras is kayfabe style. Is jumping two feet full force on somebody's chest. So, which is worse, jumping on somebody's chest or stomping somebody's head into the ground? 
I mean, jumping on somebody's chest. Okay, from the top rope. From the top. From the top rope. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just you know fuck the teeth, fuck your jaw, fuck that eyes. Don't give a fuck about any I of that. I told you. I just went and got my teeth worked on. Man. I know. It's so you want somebody's piece of cake? It's just you gotta go in there. <laughs> I have insurance. Get on in there, right? <laughs> Step one, uh, <laughs> That's a big, big key to it. It's a big key, man. Got to use that privilege somehow. Uh, Carmella versus Asuka coming up. Oh, Jesus. Dude, Carmella's right going over, right? If she if she goes over, then Charlotte gets the blame for this because Asuka lost to Charlotte. So Charlotte buries Asuka, blah, 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 blah. It's been a while since I've been in the studio. We discussed who we thought should be the New Day member. They Are are they going to ride this out until the pay-per-view? Yeah, I don't yes. know. What are they just going to... Like, I, I, they're just going to throw them out there, I guess. Free bird rules. <laughs> like, yeah, they all they'll get to wait until the very yeah. last minute. I got that feeling, too. <laughs> um, I really liked how Aiden English didn't want his throat to get hit because cause he's the, the Shakespeare of song. That's good. That Why match. didn't Rusev wrestle in that match instead because of Aiden English? Because they... They explained it. Tom Phillips explained it because Rusev was in the back preparing for the six-man tag match that uh, main event of the show. That's not good enough, but go ahead. Uh, the contract signing backstage between AJ Styles and Nakamura, I liked quite a bit because it looked different. Yeah. You know? It wasn't in the middle of the ring. You, like, you would just expect everyone to be in the middle of the ring. Table gets flipped. It gets physical. I think... I don't use this verb very often. I think that uh, Nakamura is really relishing being a heel. Oh, man, it's good. Didn't he, like, just, like, sarcastically slap the table after AJ slapped the table? <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite part. <laughs> right. so, I like how you kept saying the like, pens didn't yeah, work. Yeah, I was going to say the pens didn't work was my favorite part. It's just, it's, it's, he does, says so little, but it's, it resonates so much. Oh, speaking of somebody uh, relishing, uh, Elias leading off Raw, that really felt He's in the right spot at the right time. He feels like... Yeah, he's taken over from Miz as that, you know... Their but, go-to guy. But the crowd hasn't turned against him like they would turn against somebody that they don't like because he's not being pushed too fast. They're bringing him along at the right speed, and when he's in there, he delivers. Yeah. Man, when he had that line about the Rockets and Golden State and that place booed, you he got a smile on his face when you could just tell it's like, man, that's the most, this guy is having the time of his life. Got him. Right now. Yeah, he's, yeah. I, I know he's thinking, got him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he totally got him. Um, and we're going to have uh, Andrade C. and Almas against Sin Cara next week. I personally think Sin Cara is going to squeak this one out, but maybe, uh, maybe Almas would get it. We had a big cast promo uh, on Daniel Bryan. Are we, are we still with this? Big cast, Daniel Bryan. Whatever, man. I think I fell asleep. Yeah, I was going to say, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, Daniel Bryan did have a good uh, promo comeback that they did backstage after the fact. Yeah, they did it on, not on a Talking Smack, but. Whatever, the exclusive thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, hey guys, we know there's a bunch of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out to listen to ours. Birthdays this week, we have superstar Billy Graham. Alive? I was going to say dead. Is he alive? I think he's alive. He's spending more time with his family. He's 75. <laughs> uh, Howard Finkel is 68. The Fink. Nice. Is he a Hall of Famer? He should I think be. he should be if he's not. I'll be stunned if he's not. Mick Foley is 53. Uh, happy birthday, Cactus Jack, a.k.a. Dude Love. Uh, Tatanka is 53. Liv Morgan 
Is 24. God damn, she's 24. I said, kids her age. <laughs> you actually could. <laughs> Zach probably does. Right? Uh, Dan Severn, I don't remember him being a wrestler. Was yeah, he, he was in WCW? Brief, yeah. No, he's in uh, WWE. He was in WWE with Ken Shamrock. When they and brought in Shamrock and they were like, let's just bring in all the UFC yeah, so, guys well, and see if like, they can like handle it. He brought in Dan, Dan Severn because... I remember he threatened them because they were talking like contractually. He threatened to throw the Rumble by throwing everyone out of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's like, not throwing him. <laughs> like, no, oh, as, he like shoot style. <laughs> right. He's like, if you don't do this, like he's like, I will fucking throw everyone out of the Royal Rumble. He's like, I'll ruin your pay-per-view. Oh, I, I, man, I don't... I don't remember him being a wrestler at all. I remember rent. I remember when you could rent UFCs. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, for sure. And I, I would rent the VHS and we'd watch them in the dorms and shit like that. But I remember I was a UFC guy, but not as a wrestler. Uh, Mark Henry is forty-seven, uh, and Virgil, his dad, is fifty-six. His dad's uh, dad. That's <laughs> fucked up. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast for Shock City Studios. Check for Sam the Mauler Mall. Mr. Perfect's in the house. For Check JJ Twig. On Southampton. Check. For Soul Taco. Mm-mm. Check. Uh, for Vice, Mr. Bo Geesman. For Two Beers, Zach Pullman. For Jason Cornelius Bell. Hey, See me guys, Saturday morning live tweeting on Dominion, baby. I'll be, I'm Bill Vague, you guys. It's glad. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, and everybody else, boo the heels. That's right, goddammit. <laughs>